Say it again with power. Koa, K-O-A-C-H. This word koa in the Greek is the word for might, but it goes further. It means to have limitless force, limitless ability, limitless power, limitless authority, and limitless wisdom. When people say you're doing too much, or you're trying too hard, or you just think you can just do anything, no, I'm not arrogant, I'm not overly confident, I am co-op. Hey, good day, good evening, good night. Depending on what part of the world you're listening to this podcast in or what time of the day it is where you are, it really doesn't matter because any message from God is always going to be an on-time word from the Lord. But you know, like I always say, when you come on the Marcus Gill podcast, I'm not on here to preach. I'm on here to talk to you and remind you of the great things that are already on your heart. To give you the word of confirmation that you're not in this world by yourself thinking the things that you're thinking by yourself, brother. But there are still so many good men in the world, so many strong men, so many powerful men that are in the world like you, who love God like you, and who are willing to walk alone if you have to. In order to avoid this ridiculous world that is working hard, like literally they're working overtime to try to take the power of a man away. I'm going to talk to you for a minute about this thing because you know what? I've been a little fed up. I'm fed up again. I'm, I'm normally not fed up, but do you believe this man? The folks over on a very popular sports page, I'm not even going to mention a name because I don't, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I'm just going to say it. It's the ESPN, NBA, Instagram, and Facebook page. And ESPN and the NBA did not actually frustrate me. It's really more so the NBA kind of frustrated me. But it wasn't the page or whoever's operating the page that frustrated me. But it was the people. 90% men out of the 100% men who responded to a comment that I made recently concerning Giannis Antetokounmpo's technical call and his ejection from a basketball game last week where he absolutely dunked on his opponent, grabbed the rim, crowd screaming and hollering like they're supposed to. And when Giannis dunked that ball, hit the ground, he balled up his fist and he flexed on his opponent like every man should when he's playing professional sports. Like a man, growling like a lot, roaring like a lion, growling like a tiger, flexing his muscles and biceps to let his opponent know, yes, I did that on purpose. I absolutely dunked on you because as a professional basketball player in this game, making an intentional effort to win this game, trying to entertain the fans in the arena and the millions of people watching all around the world on television, I'm supposed to dunk on you and I'm supposed to be excited about it and it's supposed to turn me up. Now, and I'm gonna tell you why I got mad. I got mad because the referee blew the whistle and gave him a technical. He teed him up, already knowing that he had two technical fouls. I don't even know what the first one was for because I wasn't watching the whole game. But apparently Giannis already had one technical foul. And he got the second technical foul after a monster slam. And he responded like a man responds when he's in competitive sports, especially a professional basketball player. And I got mad enough at that thing. And I responded on their Facebook page 
And like most of the times when I will comment on other people's page, which I don't do a lot, but ever so often I'm scrolling through and I'm like, Marcus Gill's going to leave a comment. The comment got hundreds, maybe even thousands of responses and reactions. Whole lot of comments with people responding, agreeing with what I said. And I'm going to tell you what I said, but I'm going to tell you in just a moment why I said it. Because of what I see. I see a lot of subliminal, subliminal efforts. Subliminal efforts to get men to calm down. Subliminal efforts to get men to water down their fire. To water down their passion. To water down their thrill. Look at that. The, the post got 6,000 comments altogether. 2.3 million views. My comment got 687 likes. And it looks like are like 56 comments. But this is what I said. After they posted a video clip of Giannis dunking on that brother, I mean, he yammed on him. I mean, he yammed on him good. Dunked on him. I think the ball even bounced off his head. <laughs> but it was a good jam. He got ejected for the NBA's taunting rule. He broke the NBA's taunting rule. I'm going to let you know exactly who they was playing. All right? They were playing against the... Um, I'm looking at the video right now while I'm talking. I mean, boy, Giannis was heated. Giannis was heated. Giannis was heated. He even went over and sat on the bench. And he told the ref, if you're going to throw me out the game, come get me. Come get me. Come get me, ref. Come get me. Made a scene. I've never even seen this brother act like this. But to be honest with you, I'm a man of God. And if I was balling and my, my adrenaline was sky high just like this, I would have most likely been mad too. I would have been upset too. Giannis dunks the ball. He gets ejected. They are playing the Clippers. He gets ejected. And then what happens next? I decide to hop on Facebook and respond. And this is what I decided to say. I said, I'm a bona fide preacher of the gospel. And I try my best to be a Christ-like child of God. But taunting should not be a rule in professional sports. I don't believe these men are truly angry with each other. It's just the fun energy of the competition. That's all I said. And there were a whole lot of men who I believe are really men men. You know, I like to say that because people call me. They say, when you meet Pastor Marcus, you're coming in contact with a man's man. Right? So a bunch of men men was responding. I agree with you, Pastor Marcus. Even one guy replied and said, the player that he looked at, didn't even look like he was tripping because ladies and gentlemen the players are not tripping but then of course there was a couple of guys I don't even really want to call them snowflakes but they went into the idea how you going to be a preacher and you're all for taunting and they totally missed the point they didn't even read my comment because I clearly said I don't believe that these brothers are genuinely angry with each other of course I would not promote taunting if I knew these brothers were genuinely mad and angry with each other but these guys taunt they beat each other up whether it's basketball, football, baseball even tennis I've even seen guys taunting playing golf and at the end of the game they dap up, they trade in jerseys because they understand for this hour, two hour competition, we got to be enemies in order to get this victory. But when it's all over, we can go back to being brothers and friends. Yet you have these professional uh, sports organizations that are encouraging this taunting rule and they're pushing these taunting violations. And you know what I really think it is? I'm just sharing it with you. I'm sharing it with you, brothers. Hear me, my brothers. I'm just sharing it with you. I really believe 
that these rules around taunting and men flexing on each other and you get a whistle blown or you get a fine for doing that it's to make these heroic athletes look soft on television that's just what i think that's just what i think that's just my that's my opinion that's how i'm viewing it i really believe that these taunting rules and to get players not to dance and scream in each other's face and roar like lions and flex like they're supposed to when they make a monster play I really believe that it's the marketing executives that are running these commercials and they're sponsoring these professional sports events. I believe it's a part of the agenda. It's a part of the agenda, especially here in America, to get men to look soft on TV. Let me take a sip of my water on that and let you think about that. They want these professional athletes, these men, to look soft. That's just what I believe. That's just what I believe. I believe, you know, to, to get a man to calm down, they want you to dunk on him and then say, are you okay? Give him a hug. Hey, man, I didn't mean to do that. You know, you good? That ain't what professional sports is about. And I've never played professional sports, but I like professional sports. I grew up in an era where it was awfully entertaining and quite inspiring when you see Scottie Pippen dunk on Patrick Ewing like that and step over him. And yeah, they would get riled up, but that's what men do. That's the fun energy of competition. And I'm saying all this to say, and I believe many of you men that are listening to me right now, you have noticed how America, especially, this is where I live in America. I don't really know what's going on in all other countries other than the fact that there are a lot of countries, especially countries in Africa, and even let's just to say some of the Middle Eastern countries are promoting manliness. They're promoting hard, tough men with grit. And they're making it against the law for men to walk around saying they want to be a woman. They're making it against the law for you to walk around and call yourself a trans male, trans female. Some of the countries that aren't even based on Christianity and biblical principles are against the very things that we preach against. But in America, they're trying to make it you know, this loose cannon, loose free, uh, liberal world. And there are some areas of our lives where we must be liberal and other areas of our lives where we must be conservative. But the truth of the matter is, if your liberality as a Christian overrides your conservatism, there's a problem somewhere. You are snowflaking somewhere. You're folding and you're bending somewhere. And I know that I got a bunch of men that follow me, that listen to me, that say, brother, I refuse to fold. I'm not going to adopt this soft man mentality that my country's trying to put on me. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I really believe that they're doing it through television. They're doing it through social media. But you know the best way to get young men to watch other men that they admire be soft so that they can be soft? Is to get these professional heroic athletes to become soft, to soften up. I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't even like how some of these guys walk into games. I know everybody's into fashion and looking cool and looking good, but my God, help me. Some of these brothers look like they're putting on dresses to come and play professional basketball game. Football players don't look like that. I, I've never seen the football players walking in looking too crazy other than one particular quarterback that played in North Carolina. I'm not going to call his name because I really like the brother, but sometimes the fashion is just running too far from what a man's man looks like. From what a professional athlete should look like. And I don't have no sons. I got a nephew. 
I don't have no sons. I got two daughters. But I tell you the truth, I wouldn't let my son put up no posters of no man playing ball, playing professional sports. That got his hair like his mama. I'm drinking my water while y'all thinking about what I'm talking about. Because I know you agree. And if somebody's listening and you get mad at me and you want to write about it and blog about it and criticize me on it, so be it. But the truth of the matter is, society is embracing this soft man mentality. My grandfather wasn't soft. My father wasn't soft. 20 years in the military. People think that I've been in the army or in the army when they walk up on me and just have a simple conversation with me because I have somewhat of a military persona about myself. Why? Because I was raised in a house with a man that had that military force, military voice, taught me how to stand up straight, open the door for my mother or any lady, sit at the table and not have no phone at the table and keep my elbows off the table and sit upright like a man, talk like a man, run like a man. Laugh like a man. Cry like a man. And I never took offense to it. In fact, I appreciated it then, and I appreciate it even more now. And those of you men that are listening to me, if you got sons, keep on doing your son the way you're doing them. Keep on teaching that young man how to be a real man. Don't you worry about what they're teaching them in these public schools and what they're flashing across the television screen and even on YouTube trying to subliminally brainwash our young men into believing that soft is better. I don't care what nobody say. There's a certain way that girls act and there's a certain way that boys act. There's a certain way that women act and there's a certain way that men act. And there's a distinction between the two. And I'm proud to be a man that knows how to walk like a man, act like a man, talk like a man, perform in life like a man. We all have soft spots. But this marketing attempt to try to get us to be convinced that all men are supposed to just be soft like cotton, that ain't so. There's a certain way a man smells. <laughs> certain way a man flows in life. And I'm encouraging you, my brothers, even with this whole trend of these soft preachers and these men that want to wear these clothes that look feminine as ever. I can't stand it. Oh, I can't stand it. And I refused to bend to it. I almost went there. I started wearing jeans and stuff. You know, and I'm not saying there's something wrong with jeans, but there's a certain way you can wear your jeans as a man, even as a preacher, if you're going to relax. Because I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I'm good with stepping out the box. You ain't got to be in a suit every time. I'm in a suit most times. 90% of my preaching throughout the year, I'm in a suit. But I'm not going to start wearing these blousy looking shirts. I'm not going to wear these jeans that got, you know, they got holes in them from the top of my thigh all the way down my calf muscles. I ain't getting up to preaching flip-flops with my feet out. Joker's up there with polish on and all kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not letting my hair grow out, and I ain't got a problem with dreads. I don't have a problem with cornrows. I don't have a problem with none of that. Jesus had long hair. But some of these men, especially some of these preachers, are growing their hair out, but they wrapping their hair up like how women do. I ain't with that. I know I sound like I'm, you know, I'm just not with it. I told you, when you come on my podcast, I'm not on here to preach. I'm on here to talk to you and have a conversation with you to let you know that you're not the only man that's fed up with all this foolishness. I'm going to wrap up with this. Be strong in the Lord. The Bible says, the Apostle Paul, a man's man, he gives us this word in Ephesians chapter number 6. Because, you know, I'm always going to quote scripture when I'm on here. Any platform I have to share anything with anybody, 
I'm going to always quote scripture because I believe in the word of God being my back, being my backup and my base. All right. But Ephesians chapter number six, beginning at verse number 10, gives us a very powerful, powerful, powerful word. And I want to share it with you so that you can write it down. Even as you're listening down, you can share it with somebody else. This is how we're supposed to be men. This is where we're supposed to be men. This is the position that we're supposed to hold. He says in verse number 10, he says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we rest not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. Having your loins girt up about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And he says, and for me, the utterance may be given unto me that I may be open, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds. For therein I speak boldly as I ought to speak. Boldly. Now that just read to you Ephesians chapter number six, verses 10 through 20. Put that scripture in your scripture arsenal for the week. Quote that first verse. If you don't remember the whole thing I read you, quote Ephesians chapter number six, verse number 10, as much as you can. Be strong in the Lord. I'm telling you as your friend and as your brother and as a voice in your life, a divine voice in your life that God uses as a vehicle to carry you from where you are to where he wants you to be. I'm saying it to you just like Paul said it to all of us through the word. Be strong. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That word might is God's limitless ability that's on your life. I'm praying for you, brother. Stay strong. And please, by all means, do not adapt to this foolish society that's trying to get us to emasculate and say goodbye to our manhood. We're not soft. We're strong. We're hard. We're tough. We fight. We roar like lions. We stand putting on the armor of God. Love you guys. And uh, we'll connect again here soon.